Welcome to Lead with Confidence, the podcast where we will explore the journeys of leaders who inspire, empower, and believe in others. Join me to discover your self-confidence in love, life, and leadership. This is not your typical leadership podcast. We're here to celebrate leaders who are not defined by their titles or corner offices. Instead, they're defined by their unwavering commitment to becoming better versions of themselves every single day. The formula is different for everyone. So take what you want, leave what you don't. We are here to learn and grow together. I'm Desiree Petrick, owner of Intentional Action, motivational speaker, and executive coach, and I can't wait to join your journey to learn what it means to lead with confidence. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Lead with Confidence. If you happen to be listening to this in real time, I'm going to tell you that it has been a week. It is officially January 2nd, so it is a Tuesday. Yesterday, having been Monday and the first of the year, would have been the perfect time to reset and start all the goals, but that's just not how life works sometimes. And I don't know if it's bronchitis or just a cold, but I think I jinxed myself last week when I said that after pink eye and COVID and the flu and all the other things, there was nothing left to catch. Well, yep, James doesn't believe in jinxing yourself, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I did. So uh, yesterday I was in no shape to record a podcast episode. So here it is, Tuesday, January 2nd. We are not perfect. It's not a possibility at this point. We are just doing the best that we can. And my word of 2024 is space. And what space means to me is the ability to be consistent without holding myself to an unapproachable standard. So this is me doing things unperfect and giving you the opportunity to do the same, knowing that It doesn't have to be all or nothing because in this day and age, if the options are all or nothing, it's likely going to be nothing. So let's give ourselves an opportunity to do things and do them well in our own space and time, knowing that we have complete control of our lives. We have the opportunity to do things in a way that are going to make us who we want to be and to prove to ourselves that we are able to make ourselves the priority. So with that being said and that permission being given, I want to welcome you to 2024. This is going to be a year to remember, hopefully, (laughs) for all of us. But one thing that I have been really thinking about over the course of the last month, the last three months, is that I'm not where I thought I would be at this point. I assumed things would move faster. Looking at my future self, I just assumed I would be further at this point. But then in the same breath, I look back at my past self and I say, why can't I be that thin again? Why can't I be that in control of my finances again? Why can't I be that confident in my work life again? We often look backwards as a means to say, why am I not there? But then look forwards and say, Why am I not where I thought I would be? And we're constantly giving ourselves an opportunity to feel stressed out and overwhelmed and like we're not good enough, like we're not at a place where we thought we would be at this point. So I want to go over some ways that we can take back control, ways that we can use our past as an opportunity to get to where we want to be in the future and give ourselves a little bit of space to get to where we want to go in our own way, in our in our own time. So if you happen to be one of the 
many millions of Americans who set a New Year's resolution, I want to give you these statistics. And they either might make you feel better or worse. So just take what you want and leave what you don't. But 23% of individuals who create a New Year's resolution quit by the end of the first week of January. Seven days. 43% quit by the end of January. So 31 days. Quitter's Day, which is the day that most people are known to quit on any given day, is the second Friday in January. 14 days. If you know me, you know that I like to throw around the number 60. That's 60 books read every year. Everything from leadership to fiction and from memoirs to romance. The last Monday of every month, I release an episode of Lead with Confidence where we will dive deep into my favorite personal development book for the month. I will read them so you don't have to. However, I do truly think that books have the power to change your life. So if you're looking to learn and grow with some intentional action this year, check out my five favorite books that have moved the needle for me the most. Head over to DesireePetrick.com slash books. That's B-O-O-K-S. And I'll send you my list along with the links to get your very own copy. That's DesireePetrick.com slash books. Let's read and learn and grow together. When we create this all or nothing, I am going to eat perfectly. I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to lose all this weight. I am going to wake up at five every morning and get some work done, write a book, read a book. I am going to go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. And then we miss one of those things. We miss it one day. And the next day it becomes easier to miss because we feel like we've already failed. I want us to switch our perception of what it means to be consistent and switch consistent out with perfection because consistency means that even if we're not doing it perfectly, we are still getting it done. And that's all it takes to not only create a habit, but to change our lives. So going forward, I'm reading the book by Benjamin Hardy right now, Your Future Self Now, or something along those lines. And he talks about working backwards to say, this is the purpose that I have in my life. And that's to enjoy my children. That's to have a successful marriage. That's to be an entrepreneur. That's to be a millionaire, whatever it is, whatever you want that to look like. How can you work backwards from there? You know what you want. What would it take in order for you to get there? Because if we are looking at short-term goals, like tomorrow I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I don't really have a purpose. I think I'd like to work out. It'd be cool to get a little bit more fit. It'd be nice to read a little bit more this year. If we're not committed to our future self and we're not committed to the small daily disciplines that it's going to take to get there, it is going to be way too easy to say, you know what? It's not a priority. I don't need to do that right now. I don't want... I don't want to have to give up this immediate gratification of sitting and watching TV or sitting and having a bowl of ice cream with this goal of eating healthier or this goal of exercising or this goal of going to bed early or this goal of reading more personal development so I can grow at work. Whatever it is that your goal is, it's going to be this small incremental things. So We look at what we want in the future. We look at the purpose that we want to have in our lives and work backwards from there. But what about the people who say, I want to be fit like I used to be. I want to have the financial stability like I used to. We have different seasons of life. 
maybe you have had an illness. Maybe you've lost someone. Maybe you have a more demanding job, so it takes more of your time. Maybe you have younger kids. Maybe you have kids that are a little bit older and now are in sports, whatever it might be. Your circumstances are different than they were when you are looking back at this past version of yourself that you envy. But what we can do, because there are ways to use that past self as motivation and not only motivation, but to use it as a learning opportunity. And it's called appreciative inquiry. It's looking at that past version of ourselves that we are striving to become again and saying, not how can I become that person, but how can I use the tools and the lessons? How can I use what I was doing in that given season of life and apply what feels necessary and possible into this next version. So for me, if I say, I wish I was as fit as I was in 2020. In 2020, it was COVID. I only had one child. I was able to work out for an hour a day if I wanted to. My responsibilities were less. I don't have that now. I've got two kids. I am an entrepreneur, so I feel like I'm working all the time. And the ability to do everything that I did four years ago is not the same now. But how can I look at that time? What was I doing? Not how can I be as fit, but what was I doing to get fit? What were some of those habits that I could try and incorporate? For me, there was a specific nutrition drink that I was drinking religiously every day. And I sometimes think that we don't pinpoint certain habits far enough down into themselves to say, I was living a really healthy lifestyle. But that wasn't just one thing. Waking up at 5 a.m. does not constitute a healthy lifestyle. Working out 30 minutes a day does not constitute a healthy lifestyle. What was the combination of things that you were doing in that time to create that? And so for me, I might not be able to work out for an hour a day like I was, and I might not be able to go to bed at 9 p.m. every night like I was. There's just not enough hours in the day. Even though we all have the same 24 hours, we have to prioritize them in the way that works for us and for our families. So I might not be able to do some of those things, but I can drink that that nutrition drink every day and maybe work out for 20 minutes a day. So if your goal is to get fit, go back and that pers- that past version of yourself that you wish you could be more like and pull out some of those tiny habits. Some of the things you're not going to be able to, to replicate, but some of them you are going to be able to incorporate into your current life. What would that look like? How can you be consistent in that? If your goal is you wish that you had a better relationship with a spouse, you wish you that it was like it used to be five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. What were things that you were doing? Because if you look back on that past version, you might see this angelic version of this couple who absolutely loved each other. You were all over each other, whatever it might be. But were you getting up from the couch and giving them a hug and a kiss when they got home from work? Were you turning off the TV to have a conversation with them? Were you spending time going on dates? Were you, what what was it? What can you pinpoint in that time that you can contribute to why it is that you had such a good relationship? 
are you further along in your career now and have less time and maybe you're a little bit more stressed? There are circumstances that are currently in your life that you didn't have back then. So you're not going to be able to replicate it completely, but how can you pull those things out? Okay, so we went over how to use our future self. We talked about how we can use our past self, but how can we use our present self? How can we leverage who we are at this very given moment to get what it is that we want and to become the person that we want to become and to create happiness as a 100% of the time I am happy state of mind? This is where my foundation of self framework comes in because when we are allowing ourselves to feel confident based on our job, if we feel confident based on our current state of our relationship, if we feel confident solely based on the six pack that we have or our habit of getting up at 5 a.m. and working out, it creates an unstable foundation because if you were to get laid off and you no longer have that job that was making you confident, do you still feel confident? If you break a leg and you're no longer able to work out at 5 a.m. every morning, do you still feel confident? If you have a spat with your spouse and you all of a sudden don't have that amazing loving relationship and you know that you need to work towards that again, are you still confident? When we tie our confidence or our joy or happiness or any of these things to a scenario or a habit or an individual it creates an unstable foundation that at any given moment could crack. The way to create a stable foundation of self is to take control of what we can control right now. Take control of the things that are within your control. Don't rely on another person. Don't rely on anything outside of who you are as an individual. So this is not an exhaustive list but I'm going to give you the 12 things that I have in this foundation of self and go through a couple of things that we as an individual have control over. So if you are a visual person and you want to see what it is that I'm talking about and not just hear it, you can go to DesireePetrick.com foundation and I will send you the download of what this foundation of self looks like. This is going to be a three-part series. So over the course of the next four weeks, we're going to go through the three tiers of the foundation of self. And then on the last week, we're going to talk about some goal setting. And the reason we're not doing goal setting today is because I think that everyone already has, everyone who's going to create a New Year's resolution has done it. They have really good intentions. They have all of these ideas of how they're going to get it done. But there's something to be said about... February 1st or the end of January when the New Year's excitement has worn off, when this momentum that we feel from having January 1st, Monday, January 1st at that, be top of mind and all of a sudden the real world kicks in again and we feel like we maybe don't have the time to be excited about it anymore, that's when I want us to get really intentional and be really realistic about what it is that we can set in our lives. So this is a four-part series. I want you to really think about these things, not necessarily to a point where you feel like you have to implement all 12 of them, because here's the best part about the foundation of self. If you are intentional and you put intentional action towards even one of these pieces, 
they are going to filter and trickle into all of the different areas. If your goal is to get better quality of sleep and you begin to not only go to bed earlier, maybe that's the one thing, the one thing you have control over and you go to bed at 10 o'clock every night where you normally would go to bed at midnight. How can having a better quality, more stability in your sleep schedule trickle into all these other things? So I want you to keep that in mind as we're going through these 12 things, knowing that it can sound and feel overwhelming to think that you have to put work into all of these things. There are not enough hours in the day, but some of these things are already going to feel semi-stable for you. You are already going to feel like you've got a good hold on them. It's the things where you hear it and you go, oh gosh, yes, I need to work on that. That's where I want you to pick one, just one very intentional thing that you can do. So for example, for physical health, for me, I already work out, but I don't feel like I am at the point where I want to be in my physical health. And as I used my appreciative inquiry tool and I looked back on my past, I was not only drinking um, this nutrition shake, which allowed me to feel like I was having a better and more stable set of nutrients brought into my diet, but I was also very intentional about the vitamins and supplements that I was taking at night. I was a lot more intentional about the amount of water that I was taking in during the day. So what piece of it, it just one thing, pick one to start with. Uh, they say that it takes, what, 66 days to form a habit. So if we are trying 20 different things at once, the likelihood that it's going to go over well is not great. But I want you to think one to three. Pick one to three very small, very intentional things and track them. Um, write them down. Send them to me for a little extra accountability, whatever you got to do. We're going to go through these 12 things and I want you to think about the three, the one to three things that you can really be intentional about over the course of the next three weeks before we start to set those goals for the remainder of the year. This week's episode is brought to you by Natural Cycles, the first FDA cleared birth control app. It allows you to learn the unique pattern of your cycle with tailored updates and insights. Recently, it was updated to pair with your Apple Watch for effortless tracking. It's hormone-free, non-invasive, and effective. The app was also recently updated to allow your partner to log in and keep track to be a part of the process, either for birth control or planning of a pregnancy. By using my link, you will get 20% off of an annual subscription and a free thermometer. Go to DesireePetrick.com slash natural cycles or click on the link in the show notes. So we already said physical health. Those are supplements. It's gut health. It's water. It's exercise. It's whatever physical health feels like to you. It could be muscle density. It could be fat loss, whatever you want it to look like. That is the thing that you are wanting to improve. Now go even deeper. If gut health is mine, how can I include more fiber into my diet? Whatever it might be. Mental health. If you are into the woo side of things and you want to meditate, you want to do breath work, you want to do gratitude journaling, you want to, um, maybe it's your your ability to journal and to keep track of things, having that stability of knowing that you're doing what you're saying you're going to do, that mental health piece of it. 
if it's your relationship with your spouse, with mine, it's my kids. I want to become a lot more intentional about spending time on the floor with them, dancing with them. We go on many adventures all the time. And honestly, I feel like that is when I am the best version of my mom self is when we are out and about. Because when we get home, it's so easy to focus on other things. It's so easy to sit on the couch, sit on my phone, watch TV, and just let them do their thing. I want to become more intentional. And so for me, that looks like tracking 20 minutes of intentional time spent with my children, whether it's one-on-one or just sitting on the floor playing with both of them. Personal development, it could be reading. It could be taking a course. It could be getting a, a coach. Mine happens to be with my business coach. I am reading every night. Um, The one benefit of me not being able to sleep while I've been sick is I've read a lot over the course of the last week. So that's fun and exciting. But personal development, whatever that looks like to you. Hobbies. If you don't think that you have a hobby, I want you to think about it again. Where do you spend your extra time? What is it that you're doing? I want you to get really intentional really intentional about not just saying I don't have a hobby or I have too many hobbies. Find one that you really want to dig into. For me, I really love those adult coloring books and to be able to sit down with my daughter and color is a time that we get to spend together, but I'm not doing that. I'm finding other things to be busy with. So I want to get intentional about my relationship with her by including hobbies as an opportunity for us to spend time together environment, not going to bed with your kitchen dirty, picking up toys. Your environment could be having a, what are those things? Oh, a diffuser, a diffuser with some essential oils to create a more homey environment. I really struggle when our house is dry. So to be intentional about making sure our humidifiers are full is a job that I have graciously given to my husband and he does a great job. But what are some things that would create a better environment? Light a candle at when you get home at the end of the day. Maybe that would help you to feel a little bit more like at home. Sleep. You could spray lavender on your pillow. You could set a more intentional bedtime. You could keep it colder. What I'm trying to get at with all of these different examples is that we are all different. We are all going to find different ways to incorporate a better sleep schedule, a better environment, um, more intentional hobbies. We're all different. So I really want you to Be intentional about ways that it looks like for you. You might not think that any of the ideas that I have said are good or valid or possible. So I want you to look at it in your own view, your career and your skills within that career. How can you grow and develop in them? Can you have a conversation with your boss about your future and what you would need in order to get that promotion that you've been wanting but you've never actually asked for? How can you be more punctual if you find yourself being five minutes late every day and that bothers you. Think about the things that are you're really struggling with, whether it be mentally or someone else is really depending on you to be something more or something different. And then really dig into that and say, what is a very small and intentional thing I could put into place? With faith, my husband and I have started reading a daily devotional at night before we go to bed and talking about it. It's something that I have wanted to do and just have not made it a habit. So this is something that we are going to attempt to do in the new year and be really intentional about. Setting boundaries with other people. Setting boundaries with yourself. Knowing when you are starting to go too far in the wrong direction and being able to recognize that and switch directions. But 
Also, how can you set boundaries with other people? If a point of contention with you is the relationship that you have with your mother, your mother-in-law, your in-laws, your boss, your coworkers, your siblings, whatever it might be, set those boundaries, make yourself the priority, figure out what it would look like for you to be able to put those in place. Having courage is a tough one because this is literally going to mean something different to everyone, but whether it be the courage to go to the gym, whether it be the courage to go to a counselor, the courage to get on a dating site if you don't currently have a partner, the courage to go to the quilt shop and try out a sewing class, I whatever it looks like to you, anything you want to incorporate into your life but you haven't been able to find the excitement for it because you're scared, that's where courage comes in. And the last one that I have listed is money mindset. This one is huge for me. My husband and I really like to live. It's not even a frugal lifestyle because when we want something, we we buy it. We bought these amazing $80 lights for our rooms that have just changed our life. But it's more about how can I be intentional about being excited by the prospect of earning money and not just feeling like it doesn't matter. So money mindset to me might be something completely different from someone who has $50,000 in credit card debt and they need to save so that they can pay off their their loans. It's going to be different for everyone. Money mindset, sleep, boundaries, faith, courage, all of these things are going to look different for everyone. So don't think that anything that I said is needs to be taken as the Bible. This is something that you get to create and you get to explore on your own. So I really want you to think about those things. So again, go to DesireePetrick.com slash foundation, and I'm going to send you this foundation of self framework. This is just the first tier. This is taking control of what we can control in this given moment in our lives. And it can be so, so small, but I promise you that if you get even more, 30 more minutes of sleep at night because of an intentional action that you put into place, it's going to trickle over into your careers. It's going to trickle over into your relationships and into your mental health and your physical health. So don't think you have to try all of these things. Don't even think you have to try two of them. If you can just get really intentional about one of these things, it's going to make a huge difference. So I am going to stop talking because I want you to ruminate on this. I want you to really think about it. I want you to set some intentions for the next couple of weeks as we continue to talk about this topic of creating a really solid and stable foundation of self because we don't want the outside circumstances to allow our foundation to crumble. We want to build a foundation so strong that when something happens, whether it be we lose someone, we break something, we lose a job, whatever, we don't want that to be able to crumble our entire foundation so that we have to start over from scratch. And by building relationships and cultivating a community around the things that we enjoy and the things that we're working on and finding mentors and people who will work on these things with us, that's what's going to cultivate a community so that if something does happen, you not only won't have to start from scratch, but you will not have to build it back on your own. You will have people in your corner who are there to help you to rebuild that foundation. So the second piece of this that we're going to talk about next week is how to 
define success. There's a quote that says, if you have trouble reaching success, you need to redefine success. I just butchered that quote. I'm so sorry, but something along those lines. So we are going to redefine success in a way that not only makes it realistic for us to hit, but really feels exciting for us and feels like something we're going to want to celebrate once we do get to that point of reaching success more often. So until next week, I want you to write it down, email it to me, send it to me, do what you have to do to solidify it in your life. Send me a message on LinkedIn or at Desiree Petrick on Instagram. Send me an email at leadwithconfidencepodcast at gmail.com. If you need someone to hold you accountable, I will hold you accountable. I will hold you accountable because you get to be in control of your life. As we continue to work towards the rest of the weeks in January, I'm going to tell you the secret of being happy 100% of the time. And if you want to argue with me and say that's not possible, I say, let's do it. Let's argue because that not only solidifies your take on the matter because we get to have our own opinions, but I get to continue to strengthen what it is that this foundation of self is. And the more thoughts and opinions and understanding and success stories that we have in building these strong foundations, the more that we will get to continue to learn and grow through the process. So until next time, lead with confidence, do what you have to do to take control of your own life. I want to thank you for joining me as we grow together and learn to lead with confidence. Do you know someone who would benefit from hearing today's message? I would love if you would share it with them and share to your Instagram stories. Tag me at Desiree Petrick and send me a message if there's a topic you want to have covered. You can also send me an email at leadwithconfidencepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, see you on the next episode of Lead with Confidence.